I am worried about the future. I think it would be impossible not to be worried. There's still so many unknowns. I don't think I've ever felt so much uncertainty at any given point in my career. Having been CEO of Vail Resorts for 14 years, sometimes you feel like you've seen and done it all. You start to get the sense that you've mastered many parts of the role. The last two months have made it clear that there was a lot more for me to learn. And learning takes more time and takes more energy. Just like when you first ride a bike, everything seems harder. I've had to adapt my own leadership style to this moment. I can't do as much. I can't engage in as many things. I'm giving myself the same advice I give to new leaders. Be patient. Be a beginner. That was something that came to mind as we began to think about how to address our season pass program. The closure of our resorts brought many challenges regarding the health and safety of our communities, the many impacts to our employees, and financial impacts to our company. But it also presented a challenge for our most loyal guests, our season pass holders. We sell our season passes well before the season begins. Our passes are non-refundable and non-transferable to another person or to another season. And they were set up that way so that we could offer people the absolute best discount and in turn create stability for our company, our communities, and our employees. Our hope is that by providing this great value, this discount, we're creating an incredible opportunity for our guests to experience so many resorts across the United States and around the world for this very low price. And having that commitment from our guests ahead of the season gives us the stability to invest in our resorts, knowing we have a reliable revenue stream. The introduction of season passes, starting with our Epic Pass and the many products that came after, like the Mountain Collective Pass, the Max Pass, and the Icon Pass, have been one of the reasons for much of the success that the ski industry in North America and in Australia has experienced over the past decade. But season passes do come with a risk for a guest because you never know how good the season will be. You are never quite sure how much snowfall will come and you're never quite sure exactly when the season will start and when it will end. Mother Nature has a lot to do with that, but we have never faced a situation where a ski season ended early because of a pandemic. That left us in uncharted territory. We value the loyalty and commitment of our pass holders greatly, but how to address the shortened season this year was a real challenge. Right after we closed, we heard from many pass holders who were upset that the season was cut short, that their vacation was negatively impacted, and also that they had paid money for the pass and didn't feel like they got the full value out of it. We immediately felt we wanted to do something for our pass holders, but providing people that value back was not as simple as it might seem. For some pass holders, they had used their pass 50, 60, 70 days already that season. And while the season was cut short, some might think that a person like that had already gotten their money's worth. 
but many of those pass holders felt they had still not gotten the benefit that they had bargained for, which was a full season. Then you have other pass holders who bought a pass to only ski during spring break or Easter. They felt like they should get 100% of their money back because they never used their pass. One of the interesting things about our passes is that it's different than lift tickets because they are not based on a certain date range or time. You can use them any time during the whole season. Therefore, our company actually has to incur the expense to operate our resorts the entire season, knowing that our pass holders may come at any time. So even though we might have somebody who didn't use their pass and were waiting to the end of the season, we had to assume that they could have shown up at any point in the season, starting all the way in October at Keystone. This is why our passes were designed to be non-refundable and non-transferable. Our pass holders get access to our mountains for one season, however long or short it is. But this was a very different scenario than any of us had ever contemplated. And we very quickly realized we needed a unique solution for this unique situation. Again, right after we closed, many pass holders emailed us and contacted us through social media to make their point known that they wanted to get a resolution immediately. But this was such a complex issue. And so much of our focus right after we closed was on our resorts and the health and safety of our guests and our communities. And if the situation at our resorts wasn't challenging enough, within days, it became clear that we would not be able to work in our offices any longer. We all had to work from home. And so we began the transition to working from home, to setting up the technology that would make that possible, to trying to address customers and guests, frustrations and questions in a way that we had never contemplated before. Trying to come up with a comprehensive solution for our pass holders in real time was challenging. So in late March, we communicated to our pass holders that we needed more time. And many of them understood, but many did not. Many of them were quite disappointed that it took us so long to come back with an answer. We spent weeks and lots of time thinking about the right solution to this concern and ultimately came up with a fairly comprehensive and robust program that gave all of our season pass holders anywhere from a 20% to an 80% credit on next year's season pass to reflect both the season ending early this year and their usage of their pass this year. We started with a minimum credit of 20% because we understood that folks felt like they had missed out on about 20% of the core season from Thanksgiving to Easter. For folks who had not used their pass at all, we capped credits at 80% because we still incurred the expense to operate our resorts for most of the season. We took a similar approach for our Epic Day Pass holders, Edge Card holders, and other day products with some unique aspects given that they were not valid for a full season. While we knew there wasn't going to be a solution that could satisfy everyone, we certainly worked hard to address as many pass holder concerns as we could. This was our way of saying that we knew this past season ended in the wrong way, and we wanted to make sure that they understood how much we valued their loyalty for next season. We also decided 
it was time to make some changes to our program going forward. While none of us could have anticipated the kind of impact that coronavirus had on us this year, we now knew it was possible. And we wanted to make sure that we provided better protection to our pass holders in the future. And so we launched Epic Coverage, which had two parts to it. We'd always offered our pass holders the opportunity to purchase pass insurance, which provided a refund if they had an injury, got sick, lost their job, or were relocated. We decided that going forward, this type of pass protection would be offered for free to all of our pass holders. Our company would bear the full burden of providing those refunds in the future when unfortunate personal events happened. We also decided that we were going to be clear that to the extent that our resorts were forced to close for situations like COVID-19 in the future, we would be providing cash refunds to our pass holders to reflect whatever portion of the season was impacted. We're very optimistic that next season will be an amazing ski season. But at the same time, we want our pass holders to have the peace of mind to know that should anything come up next season, whether it was something for them on the personal side or something that impacted one of our resorts or all of our resorts, they were covered. Finally, we also decided we needed to give our pass holders time. Typically, we have a spring pass deadline to buy a pass for the following season. And if folks purchase before that deadline, they get 10 buddy passes or discounted lift tickets. That deadline is usually in mid-April. And then we have another deadline on Memorial Day. Spring pass sales have become a huge business for our company something we have developed and built up over many years. But this year, something did not feel right about giving our pass holders a deadline right now. On the other hand, walking away from our spring pass sales felt like a big risk. We were all trained to try and get revenue and sales as soon as possible. Among many other aspects of our pass announcement, this question around the deadline was hotly debated internally. But the more we sat with it, the more it became clear that our own team was still in a state of shock. And obviously our pass holders were too. Nothing feels quite normal right now. We decided to give everyone through the whole summer to get back to being themselves. Our first deadline for pass sales would be Labor Day and everyone's pass credit would be valid until then as well. So far, much of the reaction to this pass announcement has been positive. People appreciate that we are adjusting our business to recognize the changing landscape of travel. And we're also well aware that it did not satisfy everyone. Some people were not happy with the amount of the credits. Others felt like we owed them a cash refund. If we were offering a cash refund for next year, why not this year? Importantly, for all our other products, we did provide full refunds for this past season. But with our passes, we had a policy of no refunds for this past season, nor any way to calculate a refund. Like so much else during the past two months, we tried to take all the information and input we could and make the best decision for everyone. 
and I'm quite proud of the work of a massive cross-functional team in our company that put together and executed on this solution. As I now look to the future, I feel it's also important to recognize the loss and the grief that's just happened. There are five stages of grief that start with denial and end with acceptance. Over the last two months, I think I've moved through each stage multiple times, but the first one is the one that has really stuck with me, denial. Sometimes when things happen that are so challenging, we often don't want to accept that they really happened. I think one of the critical things for me as a leader and for our company is to accept what happened this past season and to realize things are going to have to change in the future. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We talk about change in our company quite a bit. We talk about leading through change. We talk about the different stages of accepting change, similar to the stages of grief. When you first learn about change, when you go through the worst of it, what we call the valley of despair, and then when you come out the other side. I think we need to realize that this is one of the biggest changes any of us will probably ever go through. And we are not yet on the other side. There'll be moments where things seem like they're getting better, but then slip back again. That might happen a few times. There may be tougher decisions that we still have to make that will impact more people within our company. There may be changes that we have to make in how we operate our business, how we interact with our guests and with each other. I know many of you are on teams actively scenario planning for the reopening of our many businesses. What will it look like? How will we ensure we provide the safest possible experience for our guests and our employees? How will we communicate it with them? We are determined to be transparent about what we're doing, to give everyone peace of mind so that they can trust that while their experience with us may be a bit different, it will be a safe one. Ultimately, we want to get people back on the mountain. We want to get people back to work. But health and safety will always come first, just like it did when we decided to close our resorts. We are lucky that the primary experience we offer is outdoors, over a huge amount of space. But no doubt, some things will have to change. Candidly, it has taken me some time to get my head in planning mode for our reopening. I needed to unwind a bit from what's happened over the past weeks to go through my own change curve, to find my own bravery. We talk about bravery a lot. We've talked about the bravery of the people who came before us, who founded Vail Mountain and ultimately founded Vail Resorts. People from the 10th Mountain Division, people who fought in World War II. I try and think about their bravery right now, given all that we're facing. When the moment seems darkest for me, I try and think about how those folks overcame so many challenges against incredible odds to protect their future. And it is time to begin to raise our gaze and see our future. And in the midst of all the uncertainty, there are a number of things that keep me optimistic. 
The ski business is an amazing industry. We have incredible resorts that are magical places. We have a guest base that is so passionate about the sport and so passionate about its future. Skiing and riding is part of our identity. It's not just a regular vacation. It's part of who we are. The mountains have been here a long, long time. And it's our job to make sure that we rise to this moment to ensure we step up for our guests, for our communities, and for each other. It's in the middle of this most difficult challenge that our best opportunity to be a leader will emerge. When we started this Epic by Nature podcast, we said that we would be covering the hero's journey. Typically, we're covering that journey when the story is fully known. We decided to cover this journey from the middle, and there obviously will be more to say about how COVID-19 has impacted our company and each of us. But I wanted to at least share in this current moment, some of our most recent experiences, how it's impacted me and how we've tried to navigate through it. There's no way to know that we're making the right decision every time. I think what's most important is that our company remain very focused on who we are, what our values are, why we're here. Remember the passion that we have for the mountains, even when we can't go on them. Remember the passion that we have for each other, even when we can't see each other in person. And remember the passion we have to be brave. I'm not sure what the rest of this story will bring, but I couldn't ask for a more amazing group of people than everyone who works at this company to be on this journey with me. The care, the passion, the commitment that each of you bring is what gets me up in the morning every day to make sure that we are doing our very best to protect this sport and ensure that it survives and thrives for many years to come. As I close this podcast, I want to ask you to please focus on your physical and mental health during this time period. Because if we have learned anything from these past eight weeks, it's that our health is the most important thing we have. Thanks for listening. And if you have any comments on this podcast, you can reach us at podcast at veilresorts.com. I look forward to seeing all of you out on the hill when the time comes. I think it's going to feel extra special next season.